Wake the dead. Wake the dead. Wake the dead. With Sean McCann. Greetings, and welcome to Wake the Dead. Today, we are blessed to have a returning guest, Mr. Mark Passio. Uh, we, uh, we got into Mark's history and uh, the organization that he um, used to be involved in in our last show. He spoke about the structure of Levian Satanism and how it is integrated into the world, uh, the control structure of humanity. Um, it was a very informative show and uh, one of uh, most my, one of my most listened to shows and uh, I greatly thank you for for bringing that information to us. Um, today we're uh, we are here again uh, to speak about uh, the most important topic of your podcast um, and that is solipsism and the general denial of truth. Uh, welcome, Mark. Uh, please, hello. Sean, thank you so much for inviting me back on the show. Pleasure to be here. Oh, wonderful. Well, I'm very honored to have you here. Um, you started your show, uh, was it 12 years ago? I guess that's where it was when it was posted. Yes. And uh, I discovered your work uh, shortly after that. And um, it has... You know, I was searching, I was listening voraciously to all podcasts. And when I heard your podcast, well, I, originally I heard you on Red Ice Radio with Henrik, and that was great. I was like, wow, this is really interesting. And it's exactly what I'm looking for. You know, I didn't know it, but I was like, bing, that's it. Okay. And I went and followed you over to your, to your website, which is whatonearthishappening.com. And I clicked on you. You told the listeners on Red Ice that it's best to start from podcast number one, and to uh, listen to your uh, your podcast unfold a uh, a rich tapestry of of knowledge. And it's all the way that you um, laid it out. It it starts with the most important topic, and that is that what you described it as the realization that truth exists independently of your own perceptions. Uh, would you like to um, explain to us why you chose that? Well, I chose that because um, if people don't understand that there's things that are either objectively true or false uh, versus um, something that an opinion could be formed about and there is no truth about it inherently then um they're going to be led astray from the very beginning from uh from the uh, uh the, the total beginning of the whole process right and you know i wanted to uh start firmly by establishing that people have to uh abandon this idea this false notion 
that truth can be whatever we're comfortable with or whatever we want it to be. You know, um, truth can be very, very disturbing and still be the case. Um, truth can be something that is completely contrary to our existing perceptions and our existing opinions on how things are or should be and still be the case. Hmm. And that really um, is a blow to the ego. And I really wanted to start with that because that's kind of going to separate the wheat from the chaff as far as listeners go, as far as people who want and are going to go further into the exploration of uh, these topics and this material. Um, so I started almost with like a sledgehammer to hmm. human perception. And I mean, if you think about the concept of solipsism in and of itself and how this is pushed in our society, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a, it's a new religion. I mean, it's not that new. It's been around for, you know, probably hundreds, if not thousands of years, but, um, it's being pushed now as a religious belief system, honestly, mm. is really what it is. Right. And, and, you know, I called it in the beginning of my podcast series, um, the biggest lie. If you fall for the biggest lie, that there is no objective truth, then you're, you're finished before you ever begin. You're finished before being initiated into the real material that you need to understand and that you need to integrate into your own self and then act in alignment with. You're not even going to be able to make the realization and the acceptance that certain things are true. And uh, that is an objective thing that mm. exists outside of our our individual perceptions of events and and of reality uh, and what our goal and our work needs to be to do we, what we have to make our internal work to do is to align our perceptions that are individual to us to the objective reality to the extent that we are able to do that to 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 within the best of our ability to to do right. and if we do that then we'll be really you know, on the right path in life, we'll, we'll be making strides to, right. um, you know, try to improve ourselves and the human condition in general. If we'll we be able to that, affect the world. That's we would right. be able, if you, without that understanding of the reality of things, how can you, uh, like if the ship is going with the stream in that direction and you want to go that way, how is it that, you know, like stepping on it will bring you to where you want to be? I mean, it, right. it's totally divorcing your actions from uh, your will. You think, right? think about it in a in a very general sense. Um, you have to be able to accurately determine the variables of the situation all around you and right. even inside of yourself within your own consciousness, if you have no way of objectively determining what is actually happening, you don't really have consciousness. That is the <laughs> definition of consciousness is the ability to discern what is actually taking place. That right. would be my, one of my definitions for consciousness. Right. And th just think about people saying that's all relative and it's all could be different for everybody. <laughs> and it's, it's all just a matter of per perception and whim. See, right. there's no truth as to whether you like vanilla oat milk ice cream, right? There, <laughs> there's no truth about that, right? It, 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 well, there is a truth whether you do like it or in not. In relation to there's, me. There's yeah, no truth just as me, to right. if it is 
really, really, really delicious, right? right? That is dependent upon either my perception or your perception, okay? Right. I had some oat milk-based vanilla ice cream last I night. I it was good. <laughs> extremely enjoyed it. You good. might taste the same thing and spit it out. So <laughs> there is no truth regarding whether something that is a matter of opinion is good or not or bad or not. That's that is relative, that is based in perception, that is based in preference. But as to whether or not, um, uh, let's just pick any scenario, uh, as to whether or not um, uh, 19 hijackers actually brought down three buildings in New York with their nefarious plan on 9-11-2001, or whether that was something more than what met the eye and what the mainstream media and government told us, right. uh, you know, then th there is a truth regarding that. Th there is a truth of, of what unfolded on that day versus what we were told unfolded. And right. that's not a matter of opinion or perception. If one gathers enough data, one can at least recognize that what was told to us was not true. Whether anybody has the total picture of that or not right. is another story. But the whole point is when you employ the trivium process, you can determine objectively what is real, what is not real, what is truth versus what is falsehood or a right. lie. And what solipsists would tell you is that's impossible. You cannot actually know anything. There is no epistemological method for determining what is fact versus what is fantasy or made up in the mind because it's coming through a filter of perception and therefore perception is all that exists and it that's inherent in the word right so i like mm -hmm. to always start with the definitions of words because they okay. reveal so much importance about what the actual meaning of the term is and why mm -hmm. it was structured the way it was in in the very beginnings of, of it, the English language by the people who were formulating our language, why they chose some of the ancient Latin and Greek root words to determine what the word was actually going to be in the English language. So if you look at the etymological uh, origin of the word solipsism, the word um, uh, sol sole in Latin means um, uh, alone or uh, by oneself, and the word ipse in Latin literally means the self, okay? Huh. So wow. the, the, both parts of the word, okay, mean, uh, when you put them together, all alone by oneself, uh, by, by oneself with no one else there. Hmm. Literally, that's what it means. So now just think about that, right? If we are really talking about what the etymological origin is telling us about what this word means, what this belief system is, solipsism. It literally means that the person is basically claiming that they are all that exists. And that actually is what solipsism is. If you look up the definition, it means that the only thing that is certain to exist is, is one's own mind. And hmm. uh, there is no such thing as objective truth. All that exists is the perception of the self, and it is an impossibility to, to, to determine factually whether something is true or not. There is no tool set for doing that, and perception and opinion of, of the self is all that matters. And now <laughs> think about how selfish, right. arrogant, 
totally mm-hmm. self-absorbed yeah. one would have to be to believe that the only thing that exists and matters is one's own mind and perceptions. Right. Now, I would argue in if we are going to relate this back to the former uh, you know, show that we did last time I was on Wake the Dead, I would actually argue that this ideology is Satanism just wearing another mask. It's, it's yes. Satanism wearing a philosophical mask right. because what is Satanism? We define Ego. all the tenets of Satanism, and the ultimate tenet is it's all about pure self-indulgence. It's about selfishness. It's about seeing the self as the, the only thing that truly ultimately matters. And that's what solipsism is as an ideology. Solipsism is the ideology that all that matters is my perceptions. There's no one else. You know, I mean, this is like the 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 literal worst driver on the road, the most arrogant, destructive driver on the road. You know, there's nobody else on the road but me. I could do a swing into this lane, I'll swing into that lane. That doesn't make a difference what I do because I'm the only one here. There's no other drivers on the road whose lives are at stake. It's literally like that, except from an ideological point of view. And I think we spoke on on the other show about how Satanism is working to push satanism ideology on the masses to create an entire satanic society in the aggregate um like you call it mini me satanism and this solipsism seems like a huge hammer for wielding that into society now that's a a dual-edged sword and and it it could be kind of like a uh you know uh, a conundrum uh, so to speak, because if you really look at the ideology of at least Levian Satanism as a, a sect within the whole network of worldwide Satanism, they say that solipsism is one of the satanic sins, believe it or not. They have things that they say to their own membership as actual knowing Satanists, right? So we're going to make the distinction now between Satanists who willfully take up their role as a Satanist and know in their own minds, I am choosing the ideology of Satanism willfully, and I am trying to enact a particular agenda onto humanity, okay? Those are the very minor uh, amount of people, okay? By, By numbers, that's the small amount. Okay, probably less than a percent worldwide. Some people would say it's a little bit more than that. But the ones that they actually put on their mental hook, so to speak, the ones that they actually indoctrinate into certain beliefs are most of humanity, the, the, right. the, the great unwashed masses, the great ignorant masses of humanity. Yes. And what they want for them is different than what they want for themselves because they want for themselves to be rulers of the whole world and they want for other people to be slaves to be completely ruled and be enslaved and do whatever they tell them so you have to understand that while solipsism could be considered satanic it's satanic for the people that they want to inculcate into a lesser variation of their religious belief structure, which is all about selfishness. But they themselves say a a Satanist that really wants to act as the ruler, one of the rulers of the world, one of the elite class or the ruling class should never engage in solipsism because they, as the rulers, have to know there is truth. 
there is an objective truth and it should be reserved for them to know. Right. And everybody else should just be fighting about opinions with each other right. as they are ruled by the elitists. <laughs> so, so solipsism is given to the slave class. And they actually literally will say this. They will say these things which we are never to do should always be encouraged for the people that we want to rule over to do. Because right. if they do those things, they're easier to rule. Yes. And with vice and with uh, the follies that come from this, like, like I spoke earlier, it divorces you from your will. And for the Satanists, their will is most important. They want their will to be enacted in this world. That's right. So they, they have to see all the, the workings of the gears in, around them so that they can apply their will properly. And, if, and they don't want the slaves to have any way to apply their will. Right. So they're spinning in these cul-de-sacs. That's right. And, and uh, if they are most comfortable in a satanic society, the only way to get that is in the aggregate so they have to if they want to create a satanic world for them to rule in and be most comfortable at the seat of the table they have to convince everyone else to be satanic i mean what like what you're doing with your work is you're trying to convince everyone else to be moral and right. to like recognize morality we're not going to get a moral world unless everybody else agrees and starts acting in that fashion you know um because they but, have to determine the objectivity of morality that morality right. is not a matter of opinion it's not a matter of perception or whim or preference the behaviors that we enact exist in the natural domain in the three-dimensional natural world and so the characteristics of those behaviors are not constructs of mind they exist in the three-dimensional natural right. world that's so right. they are objective. They are not yeah. subjective. They are not mental constructs. Right. They actually have objective realities. They have objective consequences, etc. Right. Just like it's objective that other people have souls inhabiting their flesh and other people do feel pain the same as we do. And when we can recognize that objective truth, then we can recognize if we cause pain, then that's bad. Right. So therefore, morality does exist no matter what. If someone can feel pain from your actions, then uh, morality is relevant to that. You know, and uh, it's that's all people need to if they've never heard you, they should please check out your natural law presentation. It's uh, it's a long one, but take it in chunks and you start with the very basic blocks and put it all together. It's very informative and uh, uh the information is is passed uh, freely and easily to anybody's ear. So I, I highly encourage everyone to hear that. Yeah, I would um, say that's my most important material out of everything that I've ever put out. And it uh, definitely contains the information about solipsism within it. Um, you know, it, it's a jumping off point, solipsism. That's why mm. I began my whole, uh, you know, um, podcast series with it. Because if you just follow the progression logically, if someone doesn't believe that there's truth and they believe that truth is just relative to perception, then what is the next thing that they're going to believe? They're going to believe that there's no real right and wrong right. and that right and wrong is all relative to perception. So we jump from the very first tenet of Satanism, which we covered last time, selfishness. Mm -hmm. Right. right. Self absorption, seeing the self is all that ultimately matters. Well, that is a form 
of solipsism. You know, yes. ultimately, solipsism leads to that kind of selfishness, you could say. Yes. The belief in solipsism puts you into a satanic mentality from a perspective right. of selfishness. Right. The selfishness is the the door that opens up the rest of the tenets. Correct. You know, with the selfishness, then comes the moral relativism. That's right. Then comes the I'm better than everyone. And then comes I can kill them. That's (laughs) right. It's like you see the progression. You can Mm. see the ideological progression, which is why they want people in a solipsistic mind state. Because as you said, the next thing that will come is moral relativism. There's no such thing as objective right or wrong, right? You know, that's all relative. We can make it up, but we can, it can be according to our preferences, our likes, our whims, our perception. You know, that's the next thing that comes after solipsism. And then, as you said, that degrades into, well, we're better than other people because they don't understand this. They, they, they don't think this way. And therefore we should set up a, a stratified society where we're the rulers. There are subjects and slaves. We rule over them as a ruling class and that's perfectly fine and natural and normal. And it should be that way. And then, you know, the final, the final progression is the final solution. Uh, we could just get rid of those that we consider undesirables. And that's right. eugenics. That's a eugenics society. That's a society that is actively engaging in culling people that uh, they, they feel are, uh, you know, slaves that have uh, grown to a too large of a, of a uh, population in numbers, and they're just going to cull them. And that's right. what it's, it's we're a, actually in, in the middle of right now. We're in the middle of that. Yeah, right exactly yeah. that. The beginning of it anyway. Right. And, I mean, there's been iterations of it, uh, you know, in the recent history, we had the the Nazis and we had Mao and we had mm-hmm. Stalin and these other forms, these structures that were created by the global, the greater global Satanism created these as like, let's see if this will work. Oh, right. OK, let's try this one. Mm, OK, so now this is the new one that's being rolled out. Um We've been like on my own show. We we talked about it a bunch about how this is a killing, um, and so and they call how, it the how, Great Reset, you know. Yeah. So and what that means is they're resetting people. You know, they're not Set. resetting the society. They're the system. They're resetting people. Yeah. that's what they're resetting. the The number that they want to reset is the population. Yeah, you know? yeah. They, as Bill Gates says, oh, we need to get that one of these numbers down to about zero. Yep. <laughs> right. And, you know, if you listen to the word itself, reset, like set is yeah. the, you know, the dark. The, that's the that's the uh, in, in Egypt. That is yep. the Satan force. Yep. So um, bringing I mean, set back again. Yes. Re. Know, yeah. The darkness. Yeah, exactly. And. Wow, this is great to have you here talking about this. So, like, how did we get here? I believe is solipsism. I mean, twelve years ago, you were warning us. You were like, "Hey, uh, this is bad. You know, free yourself from this mental slavery, guys." And those that didn't listen or didn't have, you know, the nescient or ignorant either, uh, they, you know, time has progressed, and uh, organized Satanism has has churned their wheels. And now we find ourselves in this place where um, I don't know if you've seen this movie uh, documentary recently. Uh, what is a woman? Yes, I have. Yeah, like everyone is born from a woman, and these people they can't even describe with words. They can't right because they're so divorced from truth. Um, and I, you know, 
like traditional solipsism, what you were explaining to me earlier is uh, self only. But if you look at the solipsism that is happening in the world, it's not self, it's collectivism. Of course. And everybody is, instead of their own perceptions, they see the TV and the TV feeds them and they link onto that with a solipsistic mindset. And, and instead of it being, it's only me, it's only the collective now. Right. It's only the, people that think like us yes. that have our shared perceptions right. and the bond, the social bond that comes with that. Right. And all that is, is a group of slaves thinking the same way because they accepted the thoughts that their masters told them to think. Right. Now, I just want to say that again. All that is, is a group of slaves all thinking the same way because they're thinking the thoughts that their masters commanded them to think. Right. And you know what that amounts to? A big pile of garbage, <laughs> a big pile of trash. Yeah. You know, and they don't see themselves that way. Right. People in the collective, total unconscious, enslaved mindset actually believe that they're virtuous. <laughs> they believe virtue comes from the collective. Yes. Instead of coming from an individual who truly understands objective morality, which right. should be every individual. There should be nothing special in that individual. That individual has just recognized something as simple as, you know, there's solid ground beneath our feet, you know? Right. We're not falling it, toward the center of the earth because we're walking on solid ground. Something as simple as that, right? Uh, some you people know, deny gravity. Even yeah. like oh, of whatever. course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, um, the, this is a glass with water in it. As simple right. as that. Objective truth is that. That's how much people should totally recognize true objective morality right. as individuals yes. you know with their perception they should be able to fully cognize and understand that right. and that's speaking to how bad things have gotten in that time period and it, it was already bad but it right. got drastically worse in those 12 years you know i've been telling people what is really going on i've predicted exactly what would happen i've been completely spot on i've right. been completely accurate in how society would degrade it went exactly as i said because i understood the dynamics even back then and even before then right. and you know it's uh it's pain it's painful to yeah. watch that unfold practically our families even Right. They just, uh, sure. You question the TV. Well, hell with you, you know, and I am virtuous for saying so. Uh, like, I mean, imagine heard... that they have so little faith in themselves. They have, they have so little innate intelligence and then they, they're really subconsciously and at a conscious level realizing how dumb they are because of how <laughs> much they have not really paid attention to reality and put in yeah. study and read eclectically, etc. They realize they're so stupid that <laughs> they want some external force some right. external entity to tell them what reality is i mean <laughs> once again how could there be any bigger piece of trash than that right. how, how uh, could you not realize that that makes you a bad person that's what i'm trying that's the main thing i'm trying to figure out is these people if you ask them are you a good and decent person are you a moral being they'll say yes absolutely i am no people like that are pieces of verminous garbage 
trash when it comes to being moral. They're not moral at all because they'll do whatever someone else tells them to do or believe in whatever someone else tells them to believe. They'll say, you have to think of this as a completely fluid thing when in fact there's a truth about it. And Mm -hmm. you know, they'll say, yes, yes, master, I will think about that as a completely (laughs) relative thing. That that If it's relative, they don't even... They don't even choose where the point is. They listen to the other guy tell them where the goalpost is. That's where relative now. And they'll now, keep moving right? it back okay. and forth. And again, that that's in 1984, written by yeah. Orwell. Okay, that's what he said. Solipsism, the as a word, comes up in the book, in toward the end, in in one of the end chapters, and he's talking to O'Brien, the, the handler for the state, mm-hmm. and he says, "This isn't solipsism." Because solipsism would mean that everybody is free to just believe whatever they want. It's not that. Okay. He's saying it kind of start. You could say it starts with that as we're talking about here. Right. Right, But what it progresses to is the state will tell you whatever reality is. Hmm. So what he is saying, solipsism isn't two plus two is five. Solipsism. I mean, that, that's solipsism. Two, right, the, right. The people can say two plus two is five, two plus two is three, two plus two is eight. Mm-hmm. That, the, the, and that's each individual is free to believe whatever they want to believe about it. That's solipsism. Right. O'Brien in 1984, as, as an allegorical example, is saying that's not what we're creating. We're creating the state by which two plus two is whatever we say it is and everyone else accepts that as the reality so it could change it could be five this week it could be eight next week it could be seven the week after that and everybody will believe it's five eight and seven progressively in those weeks that is the worldview that is the the overall world system that they are building toward and that Mm. they want to ultimately create that they are the arbiters of truth. And as soon as they command what the truth is, everyone else must accept it from a, a worldview perspective. Otherwise, there will be consequences and punishment in the physical. So that sounds very familiar to what's happening today, Mark. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> With the whole COVID narrative. Like, right. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I did the presentation called Worldview Violence, because mm. as soon as you say we're the arbiters of truth and we're going to push that onto you, and if you don't obey, there's going to be consequences for you in your life. That's violence. Right. That is the definition of violence from an ideological perspective. You yeah. know, people don't understand. We're not just confronted with duress which is the threat of physical violence, we're confronted with worldview violence. Right. The idea that things will be taken away from you or you will be ostracized or you won't have the rights that you used to have uh, if you don't believe what we tell you to believe. Right. And I say, screw that. Yeah. The people pushing that are trash. The people accepting that are trash. Right. And th- this is the thing. People have to just start saying this. I tell people that say, oh, do you want to put a mask on? No, I don't believe in that bullshit. Right. I'm not, I will not enforce that worldview. That worldview isn't true. It's It's false. Fake. It's false. I have accurately determined it to be false. So I will not give it any credence and and power over me. And I will not show people a display of that by putting a mask on and, and saying their, their worldview is accurate, or at least right. even if it isn't, I'm going along with it. I'm not going to do either one of those things. God bless you. you People know? wear a mask to virtue signal to others. I care about others. And then they put themselves enslaved. It's, yep. it's very Imagine. sick. 
Yeah. Imagine I, thinking that that's what care is instead of huh. understanding what is true and helping right. other people to recognize the truth as well so they can make accurate, informed decisions in their lives and actually be a responsible human adult. Right. I mean, God forbid, <laughs> but we, we can't have that. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you know what these people are? They're little snot nosed children. Right. And the adults in our society don't want to give them a, a, a crack in the back of the head and say, hey, moron, you're, you're an idiot. You're an imbecile. You don't know what you're talking about. You, you're all screwed up up here because you're right. still a little child up here. You never grew up. You never right. advanced into mental adulthood. Even if you <laughs> right. think you did, you didn't. You failed at uh, that. You failed miserably at for, that. For years and years, there's always been, oh, don't talk about politics or religion. It's like a taboo to talk about things that matter, you know, and then everybody wants to talk about the weather and then they just continue being slaves, right. you know. And I think that, like, if if the masters are telling you what's true, and what is moral, and you can't figure it out for yourself, is that a learned helplessness? I think it's a reflection of just how much brainwashing and mind control they've been hit with from the time that they were young. They're hit with yeah. the schooling system, you know, compulsory schooling. They're hit with the bad food, the bad water, the bad right. air. Right. You know, they're bodily broken down. That affects the brain. You know, as, as yes. the mind goes, the body goes and vice versa. It's directly connected. All I mean, yeah. It's all a tapestry, uh, an interconnected right. tapestry. You have to get the body healthy. You have to get right. the mind healthy. And these people are walking golems. They yeah. are flesh robots. They're creatures. Totally. See, Perfect slave. They, they don't really have a soul as such as yeah. we think of having a soul because the soul is something you work upon during the course of your life. These mm. people have left it at the door. It's, it's <laughs> sitting out in the cold. They're not really working. They ignore the it. Yeah. To, right. Just leave, leave it there, you know, yeah. and let it, let it be completely ignored. Let it be completely uh, uh, desecrated. You know, who yeah. cares? You know, and they, they don't actually understand how rotten of a person that makes them. This is <laughs> what I think people have to really start saying to other people. They have to openly just say, you're really a piece of trash. Like, yeah. like people have to know that other people think of them as pieces of trash. Right. See, and the thing is, is there has to be an objective moral standard for that. Right. Right. If you're actively trying to determine the truth with the real tool set of, of factually determining what is real, because, you know, that's the only thing that could lead to a better world for everybody is right. embrace of the truth right. putting it no out no matter how ugly it is you got to no know. matter how horrible that right. fact of the matter may be right and good people will do that bad people will say i just want to live my selfish life that's it yeah same and i right i've there. gotten people actually through conversation with people in my family i have actually gotten certain people to say this aloud now now listen to this as far as shadow work goes, because that's what it indirectly is, even though they don't know that's what I was technically doing with them is a form mm -hmm. of shadow work. I have gotten, not going to mention names, people in my family to actually say aloud, because I don't care about what's really going on worldwide as, as a matter of 
what, where freedom is going. And because I only actually focus on my own selfish concerns in life <laughs> and what I want to do for myself on a daily basis, I know that I'm an immoral piece of shit. Wow. Actually said that those words aloud and they're comfortable about with themselves. Wow. I know I'm not a good person. I know that makes me a bad person. Wow. But I don't have the, the strength or willpower to force myself to do that. Now, that's that must better. have been heartbreaking for you, you to this. hear that. I mean, it's no, better, I guess. No, it, right. it wasn't. It wasn't. And here's why. That's good news. <laughs> that means that they've at least come up in step. consciousness to right. recognize where they're at in consciousness. Right. That's the very beginning. That's what I had to do. As, as a black-hearted, rotten piece of trash Satanist, that's what I had to do when I was a rotten, black-hearted piece of trash Satanist, That was your which first I am no out. longer, yeah. right? You can change. Change is possible. Right. That's the worldview that you have to develop, and you have to start looking at where you're at. And if yeah. you are that black-hearted, rotten piece of immoral filth, you have to say to yourself, I'm a black-hearted, rotten piece of immoral filth. Yeah. See? And the, people have to be confronted with that. If they don't hear it, if they never hear that, they can never really start making the worldview shift to then change that. That's a and very see, good point. I had to do that internal dialogue with myself through shadow work. Right. right. There was nobody really truly helping me with that. I had some external influences through people writing books, through people making podcasts. Well, podcasts weren't even really around back then. Sure. But, you know, sharing whatever, you know, be right on, or go on wrong cassette or CD, like that things there. like that. Yeah. yeah. Whatever yeah. resources I could find in a library, in, in a, you know, in a, in a store, et cetera. Yeah. You know, as far as media mm -hmm. is concerned, this is even like, you know, around the very, beginning of the internet or just before it, you know, I was still involved in Satanism as the internet was really coming along and the web was coming up, you know, started once the web came out, that's when I really started the process of getting uh, away from that ideology more and more. Thank um, God. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean you know, the first, uh, what version of Netscape, you know, the, uh, the web as we know right. it now, yeah. you know, you're looking at late 94, early 95 you know yeah. i got my first own personal computer back in 1995 started understanding the web and doing research right. you know and while i wasn't even appointed priest in the church of satan at that time yet um you know that was the beginning of being able to get information at your fingertips right and that's what ultimately informs and uh transforms the worldview is information is knowledge you know right. the, the role of knowledge that's why this is why i started my whole podcast series with these concepts right we're going back to the very beginning yeah episode interview. one right you know and i started that and i started the um <clears throat> the natural law seminar with the importance of the role of knowledge right the importance mm -hmm. of understanding even before you even get to what is objective knowledge we're talking about now you know ontology and epistemology the nature of reality and how to determine truth right mm -hmm. yes these are the overarching you know concepts that are that are rolled in the very beginning of not only my podcast but the natural law seminar and i started even before we went into knowledge and what truth is which is simply that which is that which has occurred and is occurring you know before we even did that i talked about teachability right so think about 
this concept. How teachable is the, is the public? How teachable is any individual? Right. It's and there's a tough curve. with their TV. I mean, they just it like real information bounces off, and they're just sucking <clears throat> into the TV. Yeah. See that brainwashing signal. That is just something that is. It's a frequency that's just bombarding them constantly. Yes. And even if you break in and you make a little space in there and you break in with a little bit of truth, it's a little injection of truth. It closes right back up as soon as you walk away. That's You're the right. problem. Is that. The For repetition. Truth to be accepted, okay. It needs, ahead, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. You're right. It has to be repeated, yeah. right? It's got to be repeated, right? Said over and over and over again so that it sinks in. Right. Once, if, if I tell people how a web server works once, they're they're not going to understand it. <laughs> they're going to be like, "What Apache? What are you talking about?" Right. Yeah. Uh, what does serving even mean? People That's don't even understand we... the conceptual idea. Right. right, right but right. if I tell them a hundred times, okay, you're going to be putting a structure of documents containing. If they care text. about it, it'll right. come. If they don't care, though, it will it sink in even if a hundred times? I think even if you're Maybe. not interested, <laughs> if you at least pay attention, okay. you can understand something. Right? Right, right. But yes, care ultimately to get it deeply sunk in and sunk in relatively quickly. You have to care. You have right. to care enough. And the television right. is constantly telling people, don't care about this. Don't care about that. Care right. about what we tell you to care about. These yeah. are the important things in your reality. Fear, doubt, uh, you know. Like, or our uh, products, you know, yeah, or our right. drugs, you right. know, our legalized drug system. Right. You know, ask yeah. your doctor about that. No. Yeah. I mean, well, I just had an episode with Jerry Marzinski talking about psychiatry and how it is built to control people. Uh, it is, you know, it, it makes slaves out of people. It's like a tool for wielding their brain. Um, people should listen to that episode. I think it's 71. Um, anyhow, uh, so... I mean, that's for controlling people that the TV doesn't work. They have to give them, you know, and plus, like when they turn off the TV and they go walk out in the world, the drug keeps them from caring. Right. Like that's what the, I mean, these it SSRIs. certain neural pathways. Yeah. You know, just like a regular uh, substance, a, a regular pharmaceutical substance can also do. The, mm -hmm. the television just as a mental bombardment system can establish certain neural pathways and root them in place, make right. them and very the alpha to wave, dislodge. Like we, we are in a trance state and, you know, in a subliminal uh, state like we are, uh, our, our mind changes how it operates. And the, you know? the, the 60 Hertz rate as well for most yeah. televisions, you know, right. computer monitors are go starting to go past that now and do a higher frequency. But the 60 hertz rate, you know, 60, uh, you know, flickers per second uh, really puts the brain in that type of an entrainment state. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean that it's always bad either. It just means that for the purpose of putting information into the mind, that frequency it's works very, very well. Right. right. It's effective. Right. So and, if you put good information onto the screen, it right. could just be just as effective. This is right. what people have to understand is that these technologies and That's these decisions we're doing here. for like, implementing them yeah. have dual-edged cases. They're dual-edged right. swords. They could be used for a variety of purposes. Yes. Um, but I want to go back to teachability for a moment Please. because think about how important that concept is. How willing to learn 
is a person and how mm. effective of a learner can they become? How efficient of how could they incorporate efficiency of learning, right? So that you, when you hear something, you learn it very well. You learn it quickly and well. I know people who are great learners who pick up things quickly because they're in that framework of mind mm -hmm. to be a good learner. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we could talk about momentarily what that means. But then I know people who are terrible learners terrible learners they just you could teach them something 20 30 40 50 times and they're almost as clueless as when they first heard the concept to begin with yeah which is amazing it's, it's almost very angering <laughs> it's almost unbelievable right. that it's that much of a dichotomy that there can be people in all of these different states of consciousness. Do and you think they're trained into that? It's from what they learned when they were young. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an entrainment form because right. in some way they were told you don't need to truly really learn. <laughs> you don't need to know this. You just don't, need to sit down and that. shut up <laughs> or, or just go do something else that makes right. you happy. Right. Oh, or they were too, they but... were thrown into this idea that life is all about acquiring happiness, mm -hmm. that it's not about learning and growing spiritually. Right, right, right? right. So if this makes you uncomfortable, just go do something that does make you comfortable and soothes you and makes you feel better and happy. Right. Have some drugs, have some <clears throat> pornography, have some sin, go. whatever. Pleasure yeah. pursuit. Now, what yeah. is that? That's Satanism. Yes. Right. Totally. The idea that life should only be about self-gratification fulfillment is satanism that's the yeah. first tenet <laughs> selfishness has the highest rule okay yeah. so ultimately when people look at the teachability curve okay and it's a standard bell curve right you have people down at the bottom left who think or or who are bad learners because they are either ultra 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 skeptical or, and on the other side, you have people that believe everything. Okay. <laughs> In the middle, you have people that are discerning, generally a little bit skeptical, but they're mm. not wildly over the top ultra skeptics. And you have people that are a little bit trusting, but they're not wildly over the top. I'll believe whatever you tell me. And so they take a balanced approach to learning mm. where mm. I am hearing this, but I'm not accepting it or rejecting it. That's where real learning begins. Real learning begins with, I'm willing to hear and entertain in my mind the notion first. Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to seriously start breaking it down, analyzing it, and using the tools of the trivium and the quadrivium, the, the real truth discovery methodologies, to make an effort, a sincere effort, to determine the veracity of this information, right. if it is something that has veracity to it right. in other words there's no inconsistencies chocolate, in nature oat milk ice cream is really gr delicious or not there is no veracity to it right it's that's true for some people not true for others because that's inherently it's based subjective. on a matter of opinion right. right right exactly but for things that aren't uh subjective inherently and they mm -hmm. have an inherent objectivity to them did michael walk into the post office at four o'clock p.m on wednesday of this month yeah of this week there is a truth to that 
Yeah. There, it, it either happened or it didn't happen, period. And that can be objectively determined through tools, mm -hmm. okay, through um, tool sets that can help us to determine factual reality, okay? Right. So going back to the concept of teachability, people have to make an honest assessment. Where are they at in the teachability scale? D d are they automatically dismissing something because the television told them that's a conspiracy theory, which is a bullshit term in and of itself right. coming out of the uh, Warren Commission report Kennedy right. assassination? Right. right, exactly. You know, the term is to try to say he's inventing scenarios in his mind. Right. Not Wild ideas. Right. An actual event happened. Many people conspired to make it occur. And we're analyzing that event. And right. trying to determine with the tools of the trivium what factually occurred. Right? I mean, Satanism that's not conspires. Satanism conspires with everything they do. I mean, that's right. what the rituals are. They they have a mastermind. They think the same think. They right. do the same actions. Like that's conspiring. And then just, let's just break down the word conspire from right. etymological origins. It just means con means together or with, and spiro spirare means to breathe, to be in spirit through breath because we are inspired or in spirit because we breathe spiro spirare means to breathe respiration right. and then the word inspiration comes from that to be in right. spirit or bring somebody into a certain spirit okay isn't it yeah uh, isn't it funny that solipsism means you by yourself and yep. conspiracy is working with others right and conspiracies get things with done others in like spirit or in like yeah. mind, you know and and they the one they conspire to make us solipsistic, solipsistic. That's so right. that we will never work together with others. that's right we'll never have truth yeah. atomization wow. wow bring putting people into a little tiny box by themselves in their own perceptual reality from yeah. whence they could never break out because it yeah. has become a prison for their mind and they've invented this shared reality in this TV and this media and everything, the Hollywood movies. It's all one message. So this one message must be truth because the TV says it and yep. the movie says it. And they're it. the experts. Like, they're they're right. the knowledgeable ones. I'm right. just the little old me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. See, I, I never thought that way. You know, I because I knew how eclectically I studied and read, I never sat there and thought, oh, these people know more than me. I, I look at talking heads on the television and go, what a dumb shit. Totally. You know? <laughs> yeah. like I know infinitely more than I forgot more than they'll ever learn in, in 10 lifetimes. Right. You know, and that could sound arrogant. But guess what? People don't know what I've taken into myself You know, as far as information is concerned. Right. I know what I've taken into myself and it would make most people's heads explode to dust and powder <laughs> if they even re understood the amount of data that I've taken in in my life. It's almost superhuman. And I'm not just saying that to, to brag. I'm saying it, it frightens even me. I look at it and I've said before, it's like, what am I some kind of weird machine? You know, it, right. like I, I really went obsessive when I understood what was going on in the world in my study. Well, it, your teachability factor was so high and right. you recognize the value of that and right. you put your care into it and put your actions into play. And here you then are it becomes today. a perfect storm. Right. You know, right. Everybody yet, should be doing this. <laughs> so go, going back to teachability, 
Are, are, are you one of those ultra skeptics? Are you one of those ultra believers? Because guess what? Both of those places are really bad starting points yeah. to know the truth. You have to have a nice blend, a nice equilibrium, a combination of healthy skepticism and an open mind. Not right. so open that you believe anything you're told, but, you know, being willing to take it in not accept it or reject it, and then do further research on your own. And that's not, guess what? That's not actually asking that much, folks. We're <laughs> at the point in society where we're so imbalanced as a civilization, we're so imbalanced as a, a whole culture that the, the, something so simple, something that seems so reasonable, seems like that's the extremity. Mm. And, and oh, oh, either being a rigid skeptic or, or an ultra believer, that's the norm. No, those are the extremes. Right. They're the ends of the bell curve by which people stay right. ignorant fools. Okay. And you got to get into that thick part of the bell curve where you have healthy, healthy skepticism and a, and a questioning, inquisitive mind versus mm. an open mind that can accept some things and not immediately take them right. in as truth, but but to accept them to the extent that. Uh, or take them in to the extent that you're going to then analyze them and look at them further to right. determine whether they're true or not. And that's very reasonable. It's a very reasonable approach to um, uh, studying anything. You know, this is where right. this is where all pursuit of knowledge should begin. And unfortunately, human beings as a, as a whole, as a whole society, generally don't do that. They come in with preconceived notions and they say, if this matches my preconceived notions, then I'll say it's true. And if it right. doesn't match my preconceived notions, I'll fight against it till my death. Right. That's when, extremity. That's right. And when, the, when the, the TV and the movies and everybody are saying the same thing, that reinforces it and it locks it in. And like yep. when we're kids, we're, you know, you know, sit down, read this book. This is true. You know. George Washington did this, you know, and then you don't look at anybody else and you look and then you get and you you don't uh, I mean, it trains people to hate books yep. and to hate because it's like it's a, you know, going to public school is like going to jail, you know, you're being given a kids. dry, uninspired, you know, very yeah, no reason very, to care about it. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, that, and that, 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 that turns people off to education in general, not even just yeah. books, but to edu educating themselves in general. They look at like, that's not for me. Education is for those, you know, total uh, eggheads that, uh, you know, I really don't want anything to right. do with. And they're not seeing that it's infinitely more than that when it's self-directed, right. when it's autodidactic learning, it's infinitely more than what we've been given in la what yeah. we laughingly call, call education in schools. Right. And we know that schooling is a system of mind control, like they're inculcating uh, control handles so that we can be wielded when we get older, we can be good workers at the factory, or we can vote how they want us to, or, you know, so that we believe all of the illusions that our society, uh, you know, has us in. Um, yeah, they want obedient workers, you know, right, that, that's right. basically it. They don't want people that are that can make their own decisions, that can come right. to the truth and come to conclusions accurately for themselves. That's not really of any interest to them because that doesn't help right. them in their long term goals of conquering and right. ruling, which is ultimately yeah. what we have to put it all in a in a perspective and in a framework of understanding that's their ultimate long term goal to right. be the masters of this reality, to be the masters of this planet. You know, 
That's yeah. another thing. People just don't understand that there are people who that is their goal, that they want to be God, or they want to be part of a little subclass that is considered God, that is considered right. everybody else. That's Wasn't that the concept of royalty? That's yes. the concept of royalty. Yeah. Royalty, yeah. we're better than you. We come right. from better stock than you. We're right. better genetically than you. We that hierarchy itself is satanic. Right. You know, uh, like you talked about the chain of obedience. Right. And then if you obey in order, you're not choosing with your own free will. So you are negating your morality. Uh, so that in itself is satanic. Yep. So, I mean, um, and let's, re let's relate yeah. that right there to what you were talking about earlier with, uh, you know, people who just as as a whole civilization, as a collective, believe whatever the mind controllers tell them to believe, believe right. whatever they see and hear on the television. That's a form of order following. Yes, that that's such spiritual weakness and mental weakness that you're saying to yourself, I don't have the strength to do the work to determine what is true myself. Right. I don't want to do that process. So I'm just yeah. going to believe it from a, an external source, whatever they tell me. This is why I started my whole podcast saying, mm. you should never believe what I'm saying. That Nobody should believe what I'm saying. Right. You should research it for yourself to determine whether what I said was true or not. Right. Whether it holds up in actual point of fact reality. And then if it does, then you accept it. But right. you don't just believe what you're told. Okay. Right. And say it's true because he said it's true. Right. Yeah. I don't do that. No one should really ultimately do that. And okay? that's where that's I mean, an order follower. You're, you're basically, you know, you're, it's a worldview order follower. You're accepting someone else's worldview as right. true without investigation. That makes right. you an order follower. Order yeah. followers are the absolute lowest of the low. I mean, just unbelievable that they will say, because somebody else told me to do this and I'm making a paycheck, I'll do it. I mean, imagine being that type of vermin. It's like a whore. I mean, like a hooker does that, you know, it's does whatever you that, say for at money. Least that's you know. voluntary, right? Right. At that's least, true. At least right. your, your client wants what you have to give them, right? And they're willing <laughs> to pay for it. Okay. It's, it's a voluntary exchange, right? In yeah. an agoristic system, there's no problem with that if both parties agree. Right. You could yeah. say that that's a vice, uh, you know, I mean, they can uh, both if, agree if you, to do take that approach, to, but they can both agree to harm themselves. Uh, they're free to do so and learn those lessons in this world. You know, uh, you know, depending on people's mm -hmm. worldview regarding sexuality. Yes. But yeah. my my point as long is as it's voluntary when right? it's an order follower with something that actually harms somebody like right. military police, et cetera, or right. even people who are, you know, putting people out of work. As right. employers or the know? people that work at the grocery store and kick you out because you're not right. wearing a piece of cloth on your face. Right. Just, you know, just accepting the worldview that came to them oh. from their masters and then implementing it for a paycheck. That Sick. is just you can't really get any lower than that. Right. It's the lowest form of life, the lowest form of yeah. spiritual existence. The soul is just crushed. Right. It's just murdered. There, the, people like that are soul dead. They've literally right. murdered their own soul. Yeah. And that's why people are, they, they think that the root of all evil is money, you know, but money is just the fuel that makes it the choice happen. The root of all evil is that following of orders. Right. Yeah. Because of the love of money. 
right? right so the, the right. phrase is actually which the is love another of illusion right. is the root of of, of evil and right. you you could say that is ultimately why they're doing it they care and love money more than they care about and love truth right they don't care about truth they don't care about freedom they don't care about natural right. law they don't care about morality they don't care ultimately about the world that they're leaving to their children grandchildren great grandchildren and everybody yeah. else's Project. And ultimately, that money just buys them comforts and, you know, sensory feeling so, good, like, oh, I'm in a warm house now. I drive a fast car now. Like, So what does know, it come back to? Satanism. Satanism. Right. Selfishness. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's so logically consistent with itself. That's one of the ways that you learn to recognize truth. Mm. When, you, when you can talk something out and it's perfectly logically consistent with itself, it's true. Right. Truth is elegant and simplistic like that. And right. when you start to engage the pursuit of it, you'll you'll recognize patterns like that and be able right. to see it in the snap of a finger. Right. Because it did happen in reality, whatever this, you know, whatever you're speaking of or doing or what. Um, when it happens in the three dimensional world, it it has it, it is it is true. It is uh, reality. You know, they, we have the the causal plane where we're of mind, where we think about what we're going to do. And then when we act and that is when we're implementing, putting it into the real world and then affecting everything else in the real world around us through our will. Um, this is, these are like core, I, like core understanding of magic and like um manifestation i mean these right. are these are the laws of manifestation the, right. the laws of uh, how we manifest a certain state of existence and reality um you know people have called it uh the laws of cause and effect of course uh they've called it the law of attraction in new age circles mm -hmm. but uh, all it is is the laws of how we manifest our current condition uh, yes. both individually and collectively and right. you know it's all product of mind the solution right. lies in changing thought. Right. You cannot change the external reality until thought is changed internally in the mind. Exactly. Until you change the thought, the external manifestation will continue to occur. Right. And to believe otherwise is to believe that you can continue to do the same thing and get the result you've always gotten and then continue to do that thing and suddenly get a different result. Right. Yeah, it doesn't and that work kind, like that. That kind of relates to solipsism too because if you think in your mind – Yep. The falsehood that it's going to be different. Yep. And you're convinced of this reality that might have told you from the TV or whatnot, and you, you act again. Oh, whoops. Yep. Oh, Perfectly I'm in logically again. consistent with solipsism. Right. Voting this time, even though it's never <laughs> made our reality any better, can suddenly make our reality better. Ugh. Total <laughs> foolish ignorance. Right. And again, it like really children. is the mindset of a little. It's the mindset of a retarded child, yeah. sadly. Sadly, right. that's what it is. Like if you see is a child that is stricken with <laughs> a condition right. of human retardation, you know, that right. has like Down syndrome or something like that, and you feel – you really feel for that uh, being yeah, because it's like they don't have the capabilities that right. someone else has, okay? Right. And I'm – you know, I, I will actually mock other people that are like they're adults and they shouldn't be in a condition like that mentally, you know, yeah. they're, but they're 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 in a state where they're they it's like they have a mental retardation condition they as an adult <laughs> right. when they, they really don't. 
yeah. you know, and it's, it's actually like an insult to the people that really have that condition. That is how bad their mental <laughs> state is. It's literally right. that bad that yeah. they are in, in such a low capacity and vibration of mind that it is like a retardation condition. Right. And you it's know? why it's tough for us to have. It's yeah. really tough for me, and I'm sure you as well, to have compassion for people that do have the tools for understanding truth, and they choose no. I'm going to cause harm. Right. I mean, it's uh, it's, it's so angering. Yes. It's ignorance. It's it literally is being a bad person. Right. And th- again, this is the conversation. See, when we were talking about, you know, if you talk it out. And it, it, it comes to a logical conclusion. You could recognize that as being true. But here's the thing. People don't talk about these things enough. That's mm. the problem is that the yeah. conversation isn't happening. Now, what does conversation mean? Conversare, to change together. Versare mm. means to change. Universe is the one change, right? Mm. Versare means to change. Conversion is changing together conversation changing together the pro- mm. engaged in a speaking process that can help both parties to change right. together okay? because our speech has the ability to to change another's mind like That's we, right. you said in your in podcast number one you said the the most sacred gift we have as humans is speech the ability to speak the universe into existence. We are always creating the universe through our voice. Right. So what you have to then think of is the proportion and the ratio. How many people in the history of the world have spoken lies for whatever reason, have spoken <laughs> untruths and propagated untruths? Infinity How many people amount. are involved right. in that process right yeah. now? Right. Right. Versus how few people have ever truly spoken the truth to other people so that they could help them to get out of the worldview that results from the speaking of all of those lies. Think of one person through the course of their life. Imagine a child. Three, two, three, four years old, then growing up to be an adult into their 30s and 40s. That one person gauge, you know, ratio wise. Percentage wise, how many voices did they hear during the course of their entire lives, all the media that they ever took in and all the people they ever met that was telling them things that were untrue (laughs) versus how many voices, how many minutes out of the day did a person with the truth actually speak that truth to them through their voice and it reached (laughs) their ears. And my whole life growing me up. That it's not a 99.9999999 to whatever right. decimal to, to point zero 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 one percent. You're lying to yourself and everybody else. Right. right. Because it is an infinitesimal amount in com- by comparison. And those few that people said, that did thank speak. Thank God like- the power of truth is more powerful than the power of the lie right. by you know inherent weight. Right. Right, So that point zero zero one percent could be as powerful, if not more powerful than the nine, you know, ninety nine point nine nine nine. We just need to engage our voice and make it happen. You know, more uh, people have to do it. Right. That uh, Matthias Desmet is talking about the uh, mass formation. Yes. And that kind of relates to this um, this collective solipsism that we're talking about. And there were, you know, in some 
rebellions and stuff they were like mothers hanging their own son and thinking of themselves righteous to do so because of the collective i mean it's so unbelievably sick and he said the only way to get out of it is for everybody to speak up that's it because once the that one that point zero 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 one person like you or me or whatever if we if we're at the grocery store and we tell them no, I'm not going to wear a mask because that's bullshit. And then you tell them why they might not hear, they might not want it. They might not absorb in, mm-hmm. but at least it's, it's in there. Right. It went in their ears. Can't unhear something that's yeah. been said. Right. Once and it's if, said and you heard it, you heard it. If nobody says it, then it won't ever f- like grow and turn the seed. They into were never hit with that vibration of truth yeah. and sound. You know, right. I think I don't think literally people don't understand. I'm literal about this. I'm being right. literal. It's not metaphorical. It's not allegorical. Right. It's literal. They need to be hit with the frequency of words that are true or right. saying something that is true. That's a frequency response that helps change their internal frequency. This right. is why using the voice is so important. Using the voice makes you an implement, an instrument of truth. If you're not using the voice for that purpose, you're not doing what you're here to do. You're not doing what your actual purpose here to do is, which is to change the human condition and get it out of the condition of slavery. You know, if if you really think about like our soul is on the plane of causation, right? It's not here in this world like it. I mean, it's connected through us to this world. But really, the only power it has besides moving our arms and legs is to speak. And that's right. really where, I mean, if if this is the realm of Satan and if this is hell, then our higher selves are influencing this place through our speech. And like it comes from like our, our thoughts and our speech come from a higher place Um and that is how we have to affect this world. That is the tools. That we, I mean, I it's have real a body. world magic. It's real world. Influence. That's right. You're, it's yes. action at a distance. This right. right here. If this is functioning here, right, you yeah. have action at a distance exactly. weaponry at your disposal. Yes. OK, that's how powerful the voice is. Right. One voice can be that powerful. Right. Imagine if millions came together. Yes. You know? Imagine what kind of mega weapon that is. Right. It would be a mastermind for good. It would be a good mastermind. We'd all be conspiring together and we'd all be free from our solipsism of of like, you know. And to speak to, is Earth hell? Yes, it has (laughs) become hell. It has become hell. It's not inherently hell. I don't think it's inherently hell. Right. Is it hell? Is it heaven? Yes, it's both. Right. It's both simultaneously because it is a place that can be whatever we want it to be. Right. We can convert it into a paradise if we so choose. We can make it an even more devastated, ruined hell if we continue to go down the path we're on. Right. You know, so the the creator has given us free will to create whatever we want. Imagine that gift. Look at that. power. You can make whatever you want. You want to make a prison? Go ahead and make a prison. You want to make a a paradise, a wonderful place for expression and creativity? Go ahead and make that. You you can make whatever you want. It's your choice. It's all your choice together. Exactly. It's obvious that this this place and our bodies are not an evil 
hell. That's not right. what I was getting at. Yeah, no, I, but right, I, I the, wasn't the, attempting to imply that. Yes, of course, right. I'm, um, but the the aggregate, like if if suffering is is real, and others can suffer, and then my ignorance of that fact causes more suffering, then when there's a lot more of me doing the same thing, just yep. like that, we're all going to suffer together. Yep. And you're literally creating suffering for others who don't want that outcome, that result. So that's yeah. a form of violence. Right. You know, ignorance about freedom, about rights, about mm. how the human condition manifests. I don't see that as a right. You know, and I know that's a controversial thing for a lot of people. You know, you have the right to be ignorant about, well, how do I make a really uh, good tasting peach iced tea? You could be ignorant about that, about what kind of tea to use, how long to steep it, you know, what, mm -hmm. how much peach flavoring or, you know, natural peach juice to add, whatever. You, mm -hmm. you can be ignorant about that. Nobody needs to know that. Right. If you want to learn it, great. If you want to go and give your family some nice peach iced tea, great. That okay? sounds good. I might no one has to learn that. You're right. not required to know that. You can make a choice to know that or you could remain ignorant of it. That's your free will. That's your right. When it comes to what is a right because it doesn't harm other people versus what is a wrong because it does harm other people, you don't really have the right to say, I don't want to know that. I don't care about that. You, th that's not your right because it affects others. Because yes. if you don't know that, your behavior affects other people and creates suffering for them. Right. Literally, the ignorance of that creates suffering for others. Because exactly. what if everybody's ignorant of that and a, and a colossal police state is taking over and restricting everybody's rights and you know killing people, taking their rights, taking their life? They don't have the right to do that. But the people who made that happen right. don't have the right to remain ignorant. Because the, yes. the, that ignorance is literally the causal factor that made that right. condition happen. Ignorance and that's where we're is at. violence when it's in action. When you know, when ignorance combined with people's actions creates violence against others, they're violating other people's rights to be sovereign and unhindered, uh, free individuals. Yep. You know. And, and again, that starts with the ignorance of what rights are, what objective morality is. Th these yeah. are the things that we have to make our children learn and understand. See, yeah. it's it's the it's the steward's role in the steward ward relationship of parent and child, because that's really what it is. It's not an owner and property relationship. It's a steward right. and ward relationship. Yeah. The steward cares for the ward until the ward can make. Uh, effective and um, you know accurately informed decisions for themselves. Right. Okay, right. so that's the proper role of a parent. If the parent doesn't actually instill, me, and and I mean th it's a forceful word. You have to instill morality right. into the child. It means that you have to, when they're a ward, the parent has to look at it. This child should not have a choice when it comes to learning morality. And honestly, at that point in the relationship, the child should not have the right to refuse the lessons of morality and right. understanding what is a right and why, what is a wrong and why, yeah. why is this objective? Why does this matter? Why does this affect other people? Because they're going to go out into the world and their behavior is going to affect other people. Exactly. And 
collectively, human parenting has failed so disgracefully that what human parents as the, the the horrible, miserable failure of a job that they have done as parents has done is create a whole civilization of of children who have grown up into yeah. biological adulthood, but their mentation is still that of a snot nosed right. punk child. Right. That's the problem. Yes. And that and, is compounded as the generations go on. That's I right. Mean, because then a snot nosed punk child is going to give rise to another snot nosed punk child yeah. and in it'll an get adult worse body. and worse. You right. know, and how many, how many years uh, has, has like the media and this, you know, how many years have they been pushing what they have come to fruition today? I mean, there was the greatest generation, which were yep. killed, uh, like many of them killed in World War II and everything. And then they came the home, had the boomers. baby boom. Yep. And those people were given total Satanism, like uh, hedonism, don't care. And then they grow up to divorce and then they all they care about is their selves yep. and they I pick ne- up neglect their children. I think Gen X is maybe our only hope. That's me. Maybe yeah. our only hope. <laughs> we're here. We're here. It right. went, went like this. It started descending and then Gen X was this bump. Little bump. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then whew, we went like this with right. millennials there's and Z. There's still Zs. potential, though. I mean, with Y and Z. Right. It dropped off a cliff. I know Z, some yes, good ones. It, it, there's a little bit. We might be hitting that bottom and turning up yeah. this way a little bit with Z, you know, because they're realizing how bad the millennial right. generation has screwed them. Right. And you know? and the millennials have come from. I mean, like Gen X came from uh, the the baby boomers, and we like me. I see my parents, and you know, no offense to you guys, but they're you know they're very selfish. Yeah. And they, you know, like uh, I had divorce, you know, and they cared so much about themselves and not the family. They're like, oh, I don't care. And and now they're still like this. And if I try to talk to them about something that matters, they say, nope, that hurts. I don't want to think that. They and really like, angers me. them into a sensate consciousness. Yeah. Of it's only about my feelings and my comfort. Right. It was a very comfort-related generation. The television did that. Yeah. The schooling system did that. The the propaganda that they were hit with post World War II was so about convenience, Huge. comfort, not right. avoidance. Electric of pain. kitchen. Oh, yeah. my wife wears pearls when she does the vacuuming. Like you know. <laughs> I think our generation was you know Gen X was the one that you know we started getting hit with. Of course, different forms of propaganda, but it started really culturally like you guys are going to have to be the superheroes. Like this is this is the, you know, the allegory of the superhero generation, you know, where if it's 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 going to fall to you. And if you shirk this responsibility, the world's going to fall into total disarray. You have to be the modern day real life superhero. We have to be that. And and being that is to make great children. You know, not be afraid of having kids, not being like, oh, this world's too satanic. I don't want to bring a kid into this world because then we leave we leave them the world. We're gone and they have it like uh, what kind of that's why uh, conscious parenting is has to be one of the major things that people discuss and talk about, because if we fail as parents and people who are influencing the younger generations, I mean, what are what are we leaving the future to? What right. what kind of we're putting the future into their hands and leaving right. it to them, and they're not going to be equipped to deal with it. Exactly you know? that, and we even give them the kids that we have now. 
People send their our kids to schools there. They're getting sprayed with chemicals. They're getting jabbed. You know, they're getting, you know, masks and they're getting all this propaganda. They got drag queens telling them stories and saying, you know, if you don't think a drag queen could teach a kid a story, or then you're a bad guy. Like this is total opposite. And we see that Satanism is trying to take the next generation. Like that's why the masks on a two-year-old. You know, they're going to grow up to think, oh, I have to do this for that, the collective, you know, the next, I think that the 2030 and this next generation, that's when, uh, I think those are the ones, the ones that survive the culling and, uh, are so scared to be culled that they'll do whatever the masters say, uh, that is the fruition of their pure satanic sure. society i think you know that's coming they, soon they want to model like what communist china is already implementing and you're starting to see even some pushback there which is in somewhat Thank encouraging God. sign yeah. hopefully that will continue Please um, but yeah. you know that's what they want they want a, a fully you know a communistic society implemented worldwide as one huge global village of communism you know, right. they tested the waters to see if fascism no more individuality. Would, would be right. the way that, you know, the political uh, minded generations would want to go. And right. that turned out not to not to be the model. So they right. had communism waiting in the wings. It was already established, actually. Right. You know, and they just wanted to see which one of them's which one of those ideologies would really win right. the minds of the brainwashed masses. And it seems to have been communism. Right. You know, and ultimately it's. Uh, it's just collectivism, the fascism, it. and it's all the same, like yep. just different, uh, you know, manifestations People who have no same. allegiance to truth, who have no understanding of objective morality, implementing their uh, authoritarian and totalitarian systems. I mean, it's amazing to me that people in America are authoritarian. The whole country was founded on the idea of individual freedom. Right. And they're because they're afraid they're they, again to go back to this idea that they were failed by their parents. They were failed by all of society in educate in, in being educated properly. But, you know, it starts at the family unit level, right, right. with parenting and their parents taught their children to be fearful children for their entire lives. That is why people don't want the individual responsibility that comes hand in hand with freedom. They hear freedom. The word freedom to these people in America today is a dirty word. The <laughs> word freedom is a curse word to them, literally, yeah. because they know in, in, intuitively that what it implies is you must be responsible for your own life. You <laughs> must be responsible for, for knowing, for caring, and for implementing the truth. And they want no part of that. They want abdication from personal responsibility. That's ultimately what these foolish children want. It's so strange to me because that I want to be self-actualized and be powerful in my own actions and will. Like it seems like anybody would want to not to be able to make their own choices and to have freedom. Like why? How could they be trained into hating? Imagine their own how. I'll give you this scenario. Imagine how dumb someone has to be to think this way. Imagine how completely failed educationally and parentally a being 
has to be to be worked into this mental condition that I'm going to describe. So in America, the average dolt in major populated regions actually believes that the purpose of the media is to research what's really going on and then accurately report the truth to the population. And we, like, I myself with friends have gone into big populated pubs in Philadelphia and conducted social experiments. We have the data. We've done this. Okay. Where we've gone into a pub and just said, we're, we're conducting survey a quick, you know, social survey. And we're just, we just go in, do it, leave, and see what the data says. And we just go in and say, we're doing a real quick social experiment. Do you think that the mainstream media is attempting to accurately report the facts? And that is really what they're doing. And they're really making a sincere effort to do that. And Sean, 100%. Listen, folks. Listen, listen to what I'm saying right here. Listen, 100%, 100%, not one person said in these experiments that we did, the media are paid liars, not a one. Almost every person in our populated regions of our society, if you're not going out into the countryside, into the sparse populations, in the cities, we did this in city pubs, Right. 100% of human beings said the media is there trying to tell us the truth. They're trying to do their job to the best of their ability. And sometimes they may get some information incorrect, but that's not on purpose. So they are willfully attempting to report what is true. Imagine this. <laughs> I mean, imagine I can imagine because I believe I've seen it. Yeah. Fucking dolt. <laughs> yeah. Someone has to be to believe that absolute bullshit. Right. Yeah. Imagine. And that's and they, what we have. We have grown children. Right. In our midst. And they're this not teachable. Is grown dumb children. Yeah. Grown dumb children is right. what we have in America. Right. And you know, yeah. you know, th- there's somebody told this story where their I can't recall who it was, their friend was from communist China, came here to the United States and said to them. You know, people in China know that the news that is broadcast in China right. is total state propaganda. Yeah. Said this to them. Why don't you guys know this in America? Because they were obviously in a populated city where there's right. a bunch of grown, dumb, dumbass, grown children <laughs> in their midst. And they realize these people actually watch the news and believe that what they're saying is true and that they're trying to report the truth. This is where we are still at. Folks, right. At least those Chinese still are there, man. They're teachable. We're, still there. we're not because we believe anything. We're on the those the people you're describing are on that end of the teachability spectrum where anything that goes in, I believe it. Yeah. They're not skeptical at all. It's uh, 2022, and in America, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the dumbass grown child population still believes the nightly news is telling them what's yeah. true. Imagine and, how and like how dumb does a yeah. human being rat 
being <laughs> have to be to believe that bullshit. Imagine that. It's, and I that's mean, again, folks, this speaks directly to the fact that we're not speaking enough. There's yes. not enough speech reaching their their vibratory field of frequency with right. the truth frequency. We're not reaching it. We're, right. we're failing. We're failing here in the yeah. in the voice. We're failing here in the voice. Right. Okay. That's the problem. Is that yes. there's still not enough people speaking the truth out into the world, and that frequency is being overwhelmed by the propaganda frequency of the state, and. The, the, the testimony to that is go into a populated restaurant or pub yeah. in a, an American major city. I'm not talking about out, out in the countryside. The Quakers might tell you different. Right, right, right. right. Go into in a center city of a city, go into the middle of uh, Los Angeles, go into the middle of Chicago, go into the yeah. middle of New York, go into the middle of Philadelphia, go in the middle of Atlanta and s say to people. Do you believe that the mainstream media is attempting to tell the American public the truth about any given topic that they report on? You'll see what they'll say. Yeah. And I guarantee you, if you don't get 99 to 1 ratio or at least 95 to 5 ratio, people are, are lying about the yeah. result. Believe me, because yeah. that's where it is. And, and again, that's a testimony. That's a that tells the truth that our side is failing. Right. right. We're not doing our job effectively enough and in great enough numbers. We don't have enough conversion of people to right. commit their lives to doing this type of stuff, to telling the truth. And right. that's the problem. People have to make a life commitment of this. Yeah. It's not just saying it to your your mom or your niece or your nephew or your brother it's saying it to everybody and the only way you can make your voice reach everybody if they so choose to hear it is to learn technology and to put your information out on the internet and have your own website so that people can go and visit and see what you have to say that's yeah. how you actually do it you don't that's do it how by your words walking got out to into my a subway ear. car picking the first uh, vagrant and saying, let me have a conversation with you about this, hmm. you know, and maybe yeah. they'd be more apt to, to accepting it right. than your, your own family members. Unfortunately. That's true. Yeah. But I mean, at least with the internet, they have to click like it's a choice. That's right. And they, they desire to hear it. You know, right. if I tell my family, they don't want to hear that. You right. know, they think you're crazy. Get away. You hurt my ears with your whatever. Um, and it's let funny. me speak to that dynamic real Please. quick, Sean, because yeah. when it comes to family members, you have to have multiple people come in and say something to them. They're not going to take it just from you. So I'll have I'll have somebody and I'll I'll say to them who, who I know knows what's going on. I want you to be brutal with my family member. You may never want to go around them again creating the discomfort that you're going to create. <laughs> but when I take you near them and I say something, and 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 they say what they think. I want you to be brutal with what you know. I don't want you to hold back. I want you to tell them how ignorant they are. I want you to tell them what, how much it makes them a bad person that they've <laughs> remained that ignorant. And right. I just let them go if That's they're great. willing to do it. I would love to be at your Thanksgiving. I want to be there. <laughs> well, I don't even attend things like that. Yeah, I'm you know just what kidding. I mean. I I'm make it clear. 
right. don't attend family functions like that mm. for the reason that you are all bad people. Yeah. I say that to my family members. You ignore what is true. You ignore freedom. You don't care about the future generations. You're only concerned with your own selfish comfort. That makes you bad, and I don't really want to be affiliated with you. Occasionally, if because of out of convenience, we still do some things for each other for a utilitarian purpose, and you need me to come and help you do something, I'll do it. I may ask you to do me a favor. That's about the extent of the nature of my family yeah. life, unfortunately, because they will not activate and make the decision. This is this bad. We have to speak out of, against it, you right. know, and so yeah. I just say openly. You know, I don't really want to be affiliated with you as people that I make a willful decision to 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 uh, hang out around in any kind of a social capacity. So well, I just don't it, do it. That's what it took for you to get out of the cult of Satanism. <laughs> you know, you got to get out of the cult is of to your say, I don't agree too. with what you're doing morally. I'm not going to be here anymore. That's right. That's it. Yeah. And that's what it takes. And then once you're free of them, you don't have their influence anymore. And then you can, you have a clearer thinking pattern, you know, like you don't have that, um, that poison going in your ear from their mouth and their perspective. So it's, you know, if you can get away from the city too, get away from all those people, like you can find yourself a lot easier and you can find reality too. Like the Buddha put his fingers down on the ground. That's the witness. Like I'm here in reality like that. And that's what, changed everything you know the temptations flew away the influences of of mara uh, of the satan force disappears because he's acting in this world in reality with his compassion i mean that it's a beautiful story and um anyway i just yeah so it's, uh, it's being anchored spiritually yes know? it's uh it's having your head in the stars as you know, the uh, uh, hermeticists might have put it, but having right. your feet firmly rooted in the ground. That's right. You know, you're you're because on you're walking here. on the earth. You're taking the lessons down to earth, yes. incorporating them in a practical way, and uh, you know, but you're bringing high-minded ideas down uh, right. you know, into that earthly you know uh, usage. Right. Our so. body is the vessel that our soul can speak through <laughs> like yep. that's what we do and you listen to like terence mckenna talking about like you know taking datura and and dmt and he sees these these beings that speak objects right like it they create with their mouth and they're like, literally that's... geometrically showing you how reality works it's yes. spoken into existence yes. through it's vibratory so form through the voice amazing I, I hope we can get that idea across to people effectively, yes. Sean. They need to really understand it viscerally, that the yes. power of the voice is what we are, are here to enact. You that's know, right. action at a distance. It's true hmm. magic. That's right. And that's how you, we can free our, our fellow man. We can free our family. We can help to free everybody we come in contact with. We can speak it out. And then we can get a computer with a with a video camera and a microphone, and we can speak it into that too. That's right. And that's how I heard your voice. That's how others have heard my voice. Right. And now that I, uh, you've been gracious enough to give me a place on your network, and 
And I've been working with my own podcast now for a couple of years and I've been there with you. Uh, and now that I'm in the groove of it, I, it, these ideas come up, they just come from inside and I have to speak them. It's like, uh, this, and it makes me feel better to speak them. You know, it's like, of course it, it, it helps my own self to be in this hellish world. Like if I don't speak it out, then I am not, uh, helping my own reality too. Like we all need to do this. And as Matthias Desmond said, that's the way we fight the mass formation. The mass formation is the illusion of, uh, of collectivism, which G. Edward right. Griffin has been teaching us for 50 years. Yep. Like it, the illusion of collective, there is no collective. Like the forest is an idea. There's only right. trees. trees. Each that's one it. is an individual. Yep. And if we can get to the reality of understanding I own myself, I am free, and others also own themselves and are free, yep. then we can all be trees in this wonderful forest together. We can imagine what kind of forest we want to be part of. That's Even the very idea in... of no masters, no slaves, because yeah. we're all inherently sovereign uh, beings equal in our rights under natural right. law. That's the truth, right? Like we are living in anarchy. We just are too busy following illusions and orders of others. Like in reality, there are no rulers. I do have free will. You know, Joe Biden can say whatever he wants. I choose my actions. That makes That's me right. free. Um God bless you for teaching us all of this. Um, I mean, it, you, uh, your work has, has infinitely helped the world. And the, more, the longer you're here doing it, the more grateful I am. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. And uh, <laughs> I'd say a very, very uh, excellent interview with great questions, uh, which went in a, a unique direction. So awesome. uh, thank you for that as well. Oh, it's and my for the pleasure. work that you're putting forward on One Great Work Network and your own, uh, you know, website as well. Thank you. Yeah, you Wake the it. Dead is, has turned into a thing, and we've got uh, James Cordner and I, my good friend James, who's also on the network. Um, he, we are starting together uh, a new show. Uh, our first episode is already out. It's called Black Pill Digest. Yes. And this is looking at the black, this is looking at the truth. And no matter how rough and tough it seems that it is. Um, and we would love to have you on someday if we sure. can schedule that. Um, they, you know, our topics are going to be like very important things. And we, when you have a very, uh, you know, powerful voice and we would love to have you join us. Someday. Sure. I'll be doing okay. some new rounds of interviews coming up uh, next year in uh, early 2023. So let's set something awesome. up for then. Wonderful. Thank you, Mark. Great. And thank you again. Uh, everybody needs to check out what on earth is happening. I mean, the, the podcast is, uh, it's a, it's a hammer <laughs> that'll hit your brain with reality. And if, uh, everybody needs to give it a try, give it a listen, start at number one. Uh, it unfolds and you build upon the other episodes. Um, and now your your current episodes, which I, I hope you're going to be take. You said you'd be six months on, six months yes. off. I'll be coming back Sunday, January eighth, if all goes to plan. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. We very much look forward to that. And we can find those episodes on what uh, whatonearthishappening.com. And I'm sure you'll also be broadcasting them on the onegreatworknetwork.com. Yes. And um, thank you so much, yeah, We Mark. do replays uh, during any of the time that I'm not live. So uh, there's a replay streaming server right here in this office. And uh, basically, we replay all old broadcasts of What on Earth is Happening uh, podcast shows um, awesome. uh, during the any time when I'm not actively live, uh, which is from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., uh, Sundays from January through June. So any other time other than that, we're replaying uh, old episodes at whatonearthishappening.com. Well, every episode is relevant today because they all uh, deal with the mind and its place in the world. I mean, it's not, you're not talking about, oh, this happened today and we should be mad about this news item. Like it's, you're talking about the, uh, the you know, self and the relation to the like you how i guess i can't describe what you're talking about but uh people need to listen to it because the, the causal it, factors is how i describe yeah, it you know we're not talking said. about the individual events worldly events we're talking about causal factors that lead to manifestation yes and if you understand the causes then you can ultimately change the effects if you change the causal factors that's wonderful. And that happens and, in the mind. That's where that's right. <clears throat> the, the, uh, the plane of causality is the mental right. level. And right. you know, when we change that, then we could change the manifested level, the plane of effects. That's right. And we can, you know, our actions can create the vibrations of words that go into an ear. It goes right into their heads, you know. So it is affecting their causal realm that's right. You know, you can slap them in the face and that affects their reality of the the, the happening now, like the, right. the effect world. But if you say it into their ear, that's where the worm gets in and that, that, that affects the future. resonate into the future. That's yes. right. Exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mark. Thank and, you, Sean. Uh, I appreciate it. Awesome. And oh, people also need to check out the natural law seminar and your new documentary that you just created the science of natural law that's uh not the the seminar is pretty long the uh you really packed a lot of information in that dvd science of natural law yes. and that's the uh, condensed version about a little over an hour and right. um you could uh, check that out at the top of my video section as a matter of fact right under it then is the natural law seminar awesome thank you again mark and we will see you next time uh, Take care, well, everyone. if you get. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us on Wake the Dead. Thanks, Sean.